We're going to head straight into our next interview. Christy Vanderwoody is here with us from Catholic Family Services. Uh, this is... Uh, an interesting month because it's a month of life. And so, Christy, tell us a little bit about what you do. All right. Well, as Heather said, my name is Christy, and I work at Catholic Family Services as the adoption supervisor. And I have been there for about 12 years now. Um, And in that role, I work with both our birth parents and our adoptive couples who are looking to adopt. Which is a perfect you know, opportunity to be mm-hmm. talking about, you know, a lot of times with the pro-life movement, you hear you only care about that moment, which we do care about saving that baby's mm-hmm. life. But we also have other resources available to us and to those that are choosing to keep their child. Um, how did you get into this uh, line of work? Um, I guess it's something that I've always wanted to do. Um, I've always kind of been that helping person Mm -hmm. and um, just through personal experiences and knowing um, some of what our, our birth parents are going through, um, uh, what, what Heather knows some background on me and uh, she's, she's a good support. I'm waiting for her. She is. She keeps (laughs) eyeballing me here. Um, personal personal reasons are really what got me into this as being a birth parent myself. Um, when I was 16, I experienced an unplanned pregnancy and decided to place my son for adoption and through Catholic Family Services. And uh, at that point, uh, a 16-year-old really doesn't know what they want to do with their life. And I said, this is what I want to do. And so here we are. I uh, started working right out of school, and I've been working with our birth parents and couples ever since. And for a 16-year-old, that's a big decision. So Catholic Family Services offers free counseling. Correct, correct. And you don't have to be Catholic to be you know, involved with uh, the pregnancy portion of our program. Um, it's open for anybody. And it might be just coming in and figuring out, oh my gosh, holy Hannah, what do we do next? <laughs> Where are we going? <laughs> you know, I talk to my birth moms a lot about that. It's, it's the holy Hannah mo- you know, feeling of, okay, now what? You know, it's, it's scary. It's confusing. It's emotional. Um, I want to be that support person to say, hey, I'm here. Let's do it. Let's Mm -hmm. figure it out. What do you want to do? So somebody comes in for the first time. um, I don't want them to think that your only position and your only job is adoption. Correct. Because that's not true. So a scared mother comes in or maybe even a scared grandparent. Mm -hmm. You know, you might get a mother or father. Uh, What is your goal with that first visit? Really, the first visit is just to give a rundown of what I can provide. What can I provide at the office? Are we looking at parenting? Are we looking at placing? And sometimes it's just answering those basic questions of, okay, this is what we just found out. Where do we go from here? Who can we talk to? Maybe we need to know a doctor. Um, Just really that first visit is going to be, okay, we want this to be a conversation. Mm -hmm. Here's some information. Let's go from here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the biggest thing to make sure is, you know, my job isn't to tell them what to do. It's to say, okay, here's where we can go. Here's what we can do. This is what I can provide for you. Uh, if we need financial assistance, the Mother Teresa Endowment has been able, you know, we're able to utilize those funds for these birth parents um, or any other, um, you know, pregnant mom or couple who is experiencing an unplanned pregnancy. Um, so there's those resources that I can connect them to as we're moving forward. Well, that's so important because a lot of people don't think there is help for them. Correct. Uh, So even just your role, I can imagine just letting them know that they have options and they have resources. 
would probably be an extremely hopeful situation yeah. for them. And I, I see that a lot too with if, um, as Heather alluded to, you know, if a grandparent or somebody else outside maybe that, that birth parent themselves calls in, sometimes just for them to know that somebody's there that they can talk mm-hmm. to, a third party, someone who's not mom or dad, not aunt or uncle or mm-hmm. um, involved as closely that I can say, okay, let me talk with them. Let's just, you know, let's get them in the door and see what we can do. You know, maybe we don't look at it as pregnancy counseling. Maybe we just say, hey, you're going to just come in and talk with somebody to, you know, find out what we can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, that's kind of where that holy Hannah moment comes in. And <laughs> um, as I tell all my birth moms, it's now what? Mm-hmm. I'm not here to look at what happened before to scold you, to tell you shame on you. It's okay. It happened. Now what? Mm-hmm. Um, let's move forward. Let's, you know, first of all, let's, we've chosen life. That's amazing. You know, I'm so thankful you're sitting in front of me today doing this because it's scary and it's hard. And I know you probably don't want to be here, Mm -hmm. but thank you. Yeah. You know, so really, really getting to that level to know that it's not, it's not a judgment zone. It's okay. Now what, where do we go? What can we do? Here's what I can provide. And whether that be looking at parenting resources or looking at adoption and placing and the, the wonderful couples that we have within you know, our diocese that are willing to do such a hard job. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it is. Um, as a birth parent, I look at it as if they weren't there, what would we do? So as a, a scared 16-year-old and you have decided um, life for your child, you've decided that you want your child to be adopted. Mm-hmm. For you as a birth mother, what beauty, what graces are filled with being able to give your child a life, being able to um, give your child up for adoption. Can you kind of talk about, you know, spiritually how that has affected you? I think the biggest thing to start with, though, is the idea of completing a family. That was my big thing, is I knew I wasn't able to, and I had the ability to complete a family. Mm. Um, Our parents are ready. You know, they're ready to be parents. And whether you're 16, 25, or 32, if you're not ready, we really have to look at at this time right here, right now. Um, We can't assume what might happen next week, next month, or next year. We don't know. So to know that there's somebody who's ready, um, you know, two parents, mom and dad, financially stable, just all of those things that kind of piece it together to say, this is what I want for my child because I love him so much to give him everything that for some reason right now I can't. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean I don't love him. Uh, doesn't mean I don't want him. Um, it just know, you, you kind of know then deep down that this is just what's best for everybody involved. Mm-hmm. So working with so many families, um, you've been with Catholic Family Services for quite a while now. Twelve years. Which is hard to believe because you look like you're 12 <laughs> yourself. <laughs> but, Great genes. <laughs> so from the other perspective, working with these families who have been waiting mm-hmm. for these children, uh, can you go into what that's like when they finally learn that they are getting a baby. Yeah, I think they have some of their own Holy Hannah moments um, <laughs> when I give a phone call to them and say, hey, guess what? Um, and I, I guess I've had the privilege of, um, you know, providing the information sooner than birth. And I've had some where I have called them up after baby's been born and said, hey, guess what? <laughs> you were chosen. We've got a baby at the hospital. Let's go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I always wonder which way's better. Um <laughs> the anticipation or just the let's go. Right. Um, so being able to work with these couples is really getting to know, um, 
that other side of what they go through, what they experience, um, the willingness that they have to open up their their hearts and their homes um, to these, you know, birth families. It's not just the child, it's the families. And they do it with such grace and um, awe from my side. Um, They're amazing. Um, As I said earlier, if we didn't have our adoptive couples, um, what would our birth parents do? Mm-hmm. And it's it's so amazing for me to be a part of the full circle, to see them starting off as um, couples coming in and just gathering information, doing a home study and literally letting me pick apart their lives to find out if this is a good home to place a child, going into the wait process. You know, our wait time can, can fluctuate from a couple weeks to a couple years, mm-hmm. depending on our number of birth parents. And so once that home study is done, they're ready for that child to be be home they're mm-hmm. ready for this mm-hmm. and uh depending on again what uh, that weight is as to our our birth parents are able to choose the couples it's not us saying hey this person has waited the longest or these guys are next in line it's the birth parents saying these are who i want to place my child with this is who um, i want to raise my child mm-hmm. um, and have that relationship with um, so again being able to see all of that mm-hmm. so it's just uh it's a great feeling all around. There's, I think, even that unknown with those those couples of the emotional part that walking through this journey together, um, you know, until that placement and then beyond. You know, our door never closes to either our birth parents or our couples. I always want them to know that they can come back and talk or if they have a question to, to let me know because it's, it's what we do. It's who we are. It's that support. Um, as I tell my birth parents, they're stuck with me. Yeah. Um, you know, five <laughs> years later, if you, you need to give me a phone call, give me a phone call. It's all right. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. cause you know what it's like to have given a child up for adoption. You know, uh, there are certain times of the year that are really difficult mm-hmm. and to have somebody like you at Catholic family services that understands that is just mm-hmm. priceless. I mean, mm-hmm. absolutely priceless. And then, you know, the other side of it too, you know, these wanting parents and then, after they get these child into their homes, sometimes there's struggles there too. Mm-hmm. And so you help with that also. Yeah. You know, sometimes we might have, if there, if there was a, you know, drug or alcohol use during the pregnancy, we might see some medical things coming up. Um, we might have some issues with, and I don't want to say issues because it makes it sound kind of more negative, um, but just trying to figure out what openness is. You know, how open is open for both sides and and how does that work to have that relationship with that birth family and how much of that and um, because there is there's different levels of openness. There are. Yeah, there's no um, one cookie cutter placement rule or adoption rule with openness. Um, It's really up to our birth parents and our couples to say this is what we're comfortable with and this is what works. And, you know, all of our couples are really um, they're into that. They, they want that openness. They have that openness, um, and they've had positives with that openness. Um, but that doesn't mean, um, as I even look at my, my birth parents, you know, there's going to be bad days and hard days if you parent, let alone <laughs> yeah. place. Right. Um, so one choice over the other isn't going to take away life and take away struggles. It's just going to be a different way of doing it and finding out, again, what works best for everyone involved. So when we're talking about openness, we mean the relationship between the adoptive family, the birth family, and the child. Correct. So the birth family can have some um, connection with the child that they Mm -hmm. gave up for adoption. And so that level of interaction is dependent upon, 
you know, the birth that, parents and the adoptive yeah, parents, you know. Mm-hmm. And so there's a little give and take there, which mm-hmm. is probably difficult to try and manage. It's finding their own niche, finding yeah. what works, mm-hmm. because what works for one couple isn't going to work for another couple. And you might have a little bit more openness to begin with, and it might close a little bit later on, or it could, you know, revert the other way. Mm-hmm. And again, there's no um, no right or wrong to it. It's really what works best for everyone involved. But having that relationship is always such a good thing for everyone involved to kind of know what's going on and know how things are. And, um, you know, sometimes you don't always see that, and that's okay, too. Well, I'm so glad that you're here, Christy, because I think certainly adoption is something that we want to be extremely supportive as as people who who are pro-life. I just had a, a young woman contact me not too long ago from a different state, but her and her husband were just considering maybe we'd want to adopt. And, and she just didn't know, like, how do I start? I just have, it's, you know, it's overwhelming to be the birth parent, but it's also overwhelming on the other side. If you're thinking about it, what what would you say to anybody that might be listening to this? Um, Maybe some parents and they're maybe something in their heart is saying, maybe we should adopt, but just the the thought of starting the process seems overwhelming. Where, where, where do they start? What's the first step? You know, I, if, even if they feel comfortable giving me a call, whether they're in our diocese or not, um, I am more than happy to answer any questions. Um, sometimes it is just making that first call to an agency saying, okay, I'm not quite sure where we're at or where we're starting, but what do we do? Um, for example, here, I know South Dakota rules and regs. I don't know outside of South Dakota, mm-hmm. but maybe I can say, okay, let's try this place, or maybe this will be your contact person, mm-hmm. or let me do some legwork to say, okay, who who is that person? You know, who can we look at um, contacting you with? Or if it's just those general adoption questions, I can give a run through. Um, as long as, you know, couples know that if it's in a different area, it might not be, our policies might not be the same as somebody else's, but those general questions sometimes are the hardest ones mm-hmm. to ask and to, you know, say, okay, um, you know, what are we doing? Where are we going? You know, what is openness? You know, mm-hmm. that tends to be a mm-hmm. big question and how open is open mm-hmm. and really just giving them those tools. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had a phone call with somebody who I talked to and she just said, well, I'm so sorry for taking up all your time. I said, nope, do it anytime. Do it anytime. Do it well, anytime. Christy, you've taken up all our time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Imagine that. <laughs> well, give out the phone number to Catholic Family Services so they can get in touch with you if they have questions. All right. Our phone number is uh, 605-988-3775. All right. Thank you for being on with us this morning. Thanks for having You're me. You're listening to Real Presence Live.